0: What a time to be alive. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Crunch Time, episode number 14. I am your host, Jacob Cox, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in, okay? We've got a great show for you, all right? We've, we we really do. I am going to be talking about the Lions and their NFL draft, okay? The Lions, we're going to recap the draft, and then we're going to grade the draft. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have seen already my article uh, that I posted on Sunday. Um, and it was, it was you know, I analyzed every single pick in this draft. Not just the Lions, every pick. I graded every single pick, uh, but a few because I just didn't know Jack about the guy. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to know, you know, what, there was 255 picks. I'm not going to know 255 guys. But I was able to grade majority of the picks, was able to grade every single Lions pick, which is something I love to do. If I don't know anything about you when the Lions drafted you, I am dumbfounded. Uh, but, you know, I was able to grade every Lions draft pick, and we're going to be talking about the Lions draft. We're going to recap it, hand out a grade, then we're going to jump into what the Lions should do in free agency, talk, give you some options. The Lions have the second most cap space to sign free agents. So let's utilize that. Um, we're going to winners and losers of the NFL draft. Get into the Patriots dynasty. I have an opinion. I'm not going to give it away, but I have an opinion on the Patriots dynasty. And then big problems are ahead in Green Bay the marriage of Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. We're going to be talking about that. And then the biggest steals. Of the draft, in my opinion, the Lions have one of them. All right. How how does that sound great? The Lions have a steal in the NFL draft. So lots to cover today. I hope you will stay with me through all of it. Let's go. All right, here we go. All righty. Yeah. Lions draft. Recap in grade. All right, it is it is that time. The Lions have have drafted nine guys into the organization. Let's let's first off let let's get you guys caught up in case you missed the draft, in case you haven't seen who they drafted. Um, let let's let's get it to you. I think it's important for you guys to know. So with the third overall pick, the Lions drafted Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. At 35, so second round, they drafted DeAndre Swift, the running back from Georgia. At 67, third round, they drafted Julian Okora, defensive end Notre Dame. With the 75th pick, they drafted Jonah Jackson, guard, Ohio State. With the 121st pick, they drafted Logan Stenberg, guard, Kentucky. With the 166th pick, they drafted Quintes Cephas wide receiver, Wisconsin. With the 172nd pick, they drafted Jason Huntley, running back, New Mexico State. With the 197th pick, they drafted John uh, Penicini, um, defensive tackle, Utah. And with the 235th pick, they drafted Jayshon Cornell, defensive lineman, Ohio State. Um, Yeah. So, nine picks, nine picks by your Detroit Lions, and let me tell you, all right, before I give my grade, I'll give it in a few minutes, I love some of these picks, I love, I fall in love with about four of them, okay, I love four, I like three, and I hate two, okay, okay. When drafts happen, let me give you a little, little background here. When when drafts happen for the Lions, not every team, but for the Lions, I gave, here's what I did. I gave, I put them into tiers. Put their draft picks into tiers. I have four guys in tier one. Tier one is, I love the pick. It was It was successful. It was very successful. I think these guys are going to impact the team right away. Those are the guys that I put in tier one. In tier two, are the guys you could impact the team right away, you can impact the team you know for the first time 3 years from now. But either way, I like you. You got potential. And then the guys in tier 3. Those are the guys that I want to get out. Go to the dumpster, get in, have the at the garbage truck pick you up, take you to the landfill cuz I never want to see you again. You're spring you're the people I throw out on spring break. Right, spring cleaning. Yeah, trash. I don't need it anymore. I don't want it anymore. Never really wanted it in the first place. It was that Christmas gift your aunt and Aunt Anne got you, and you just never used. That's what these picks are. Those are the guys into your three. Let me tell you, I've got two of them. I've got two of the of, of the people you want to throw away on spring cleaning. Not people, but the things you throw away on spring cleaning. I've got two guys the Lions drafted. But hey, seven of nine ain't bad for Bobby Quinn, especially when I thought he'd go like two for nine, right? I realistically, I thought Bob, you know, I didn't believe him. You know, I don't, and rightfully so, right? When you draft TJ Hawkinson in the first round, eighth overall the year before, when you draft Tease Tabor, I mean, Tease Tabor is a bona fide scrub. He can't play. Scrub. He's a bum. And Bob Quinn drafted him. So I think Lions fans had a right not to believe in Bob Quinn, but seven of nine ain't bad. Seven seven of nine ain't bad for Bobby Quinn and Matty P. All right, it's not bad. Uh, But let's get into um, the guys I love, the guys I've got in tier one. Of the nine picks, I've got four in tier one, Jeff Okuda. All right, now I'm going to get into the number three pick, in a minute I'll get into um you know the 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 moving back uh uh ordeal I'll get into that in a minute um but I still like Jeff Okuda. Love the player, love the guy. Disappointed the Lions couldn't draft uh I'm sorry they, they couldn't trade back and still land Okuda pick up another pick on day 2. Uh but I still like Jeff Okuda a lot. I I like him a lot. I think he's going to be a, a pro bowl, all pro type of corner, lockdown down at the field up against your best wide receiver and be just fine. That's what I believe out of Jeff Okuda. I think he's another slay for a heck of a lot less money and another draft pick. That's pretty much what you gave up. You salary dump someone, gained a pick, just to draft them in the first round. That, that's how I see this pick. A lot younger. A lot less money and you gained a draft pick. I mean, cause you keep Slay, you might not draft Okuda. You might draft Derek Brown. Not that there's anything wrong with Derek Brown. And for those for the crowd that says keep Slay, draft Okuda, now you're locked down across the field. Um, yeah, Slay didn't want to be here. Slay had an off year last year. I wonder why he hated the coach. He didn't want to play for him. Now, that might not be the reason he slacked off, but he obviously did. You don't fall off like that. And Matty P's scheme sucked. No wonder he didn't want to play. He's getting picked on. No wonder. Send him to Philly. Get his replacement in the first round. Another draft pick salary dump. I think it's perfect. The number two player in tier one, DeAndre Swift, running back George. All right, this is a guy who can be the number one back here in Detroit. And if he's not the number one back, if that continues to be On Johnson, DeAndre Swift's going to be a hell of a back as your number two. He's going to be maybe the the, set, um, the number one two back in the league. I think if On can stay healthy, we've got the greatest one-two punch at the running back position in the entire league. I really do. And now that's not a, a, a jab at any other, you know, teams that have good running back. But we've got DeAndre Swift, who I think was the number one running back in this draft class. We've got him. And we have a pretty good carry on Johnson when he's healthy. When he's healthy, he has a chance to be one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, that's just my opinion. If he stays healthy, he could be the number one running back in the league. Not easily. Not easily, but he could be. Now we've got DeAndre Swift. I like that one-two punch. I really do. And Bo Scarbo, short down goal line. Things are heating up on that offensive side of the football for Daryl Bevel. I firmly believe that. All right. The number three player I've got in Tier 1, Julian Okora. All right. Defensive end, the edge rusher. From Notre Dame. He broke his femur. All right. That is a problem. He broke his femur. It's a serious leg injury, but most people recover from it. Fine. It is the strongest bone in your body, but if he didn't break it, he had the opportunity to be the best player on that Notre Dame defense, and I think he's going to have an opportunity to be a hell of an NFL player. Lions needed the edge rusher. They drafted a guy who is going to help you get to the quarterback. All right. The Lions pass rush sucked last year. We gave quarterbacks the most time to throw in the league. Okay. As much as I would have liked to see the Lions make this edge rusher draft pick where we drafted Swift, they didn't. They were still able to get a good one that I like, I love, and that's why he's in category tier one. And then the last pick of, I'm sorry, not the last pick, but the last player in tier one. John Penasai, all right, John Penasai, all right, this guy is from Utah. Now, Utah, historically, look at the last couple years, they produce a lot of talent. They have a very good defense over there They lead the Pac-12. Let me tell you, I like this guy, and I feel like I'm talking to, like, Mel Kiper when I when I talk about the draft and talk about these guys, but I like him, all right. Utah, on that defensive line. Gonna translate to the league. I like the pick a lot. Okay, I like Utah guys. I don't know why, but I see you're wearing Utah. Oh yeah, get him. I like Zach Moss too, out of Utah. I like Utah guys, and and I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, but I think I think John's gonna be a real. And like I said, the Lions have a steal in the draft. I think it's him. I think it's him. He's a steal. Surprised he fell that much. All right, tier two. All right, tier two. Guys, I like. All right, not falling in love with quite yet, but guys, I like guys that have potential to produce for this team. Jonah Jackson. All right, Jonah Jackson's one. Uh, Joe uh, Jay Sean Cornell is number two, and Quintes Cephas is number three. All right, uh, Cephas. Real physical, wide receiver. I like him, all right? Okuda said before the draft even started that Cephas was the toughest receiver he faced in college. And the Lions got him. Not saying that 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 can go a long way or that, you know, that matters. Uh, But for one of the best corners in the game, saying that the wide receiver you just drafted is the toughest wide receiver he faced in college football, And, you know, that corner went up against Clemson. He went up against Michigan. He went up against, uh, you know, uh, top teams in the country, Oklahoma. I mean, he's seen all those guys. He has seen a ton of talent at wide receiver. And he says, this guy's the toughest he faced. I like the pick. Very physical wide receiver. I like physicality, especially at a wide receiver point. You get out there on an island, who is going to get position? Apparently Cephas is. So I like the pick. Um Deshaun Cornell. Um, I think, you know, Okuda also said he has the chance to be a franchise player. If that if he does come to fruition, that's a great seventh round draft pick. I mean, you got him in the seventh round. If he can be that guy, that's nice. He could just start out as a practice squad guy. He could make the team but not get a lot of snaps. But development, development, development. If Matt Patricia can get his head out of his arse and start developing this defense and developing this team, Cornell has a chance, then I like where I like what we're talking about now. But if Patricia doesn't get his head out of his arse and develop this talent and develop this team and the defense, we're gonna be sitting here like, okay. We're not going to remember who this guy is because he's a seventh round draft pick. It's not like we drafted him in this third round. But that's where you make your money three through seven. Who's going to make it? Develop. I don't believe Matt Patricia can. But all right. And then Jonah Jackson. All right. He's a guard at Ohio State. I think he's going to start off. I don't don't know if he'll start from day one, but I can see him uh, being a rotational talent on the offensive line, rotational guy. Get in there when you can, you know, uh, on safe downs. I think he's going to help Matthew Stafford out. I really do. I think he's got a chance to, like I said, be a day one starter, but at least be a rotational guy you see in a, every single game and maybe every single drive. Um, so, so I do like him. And then here's the guys you should throw out the door. Here's the, here's the Christmas presents. That your aunt Anne bought you, sent you in the mail. You just threw it in your room, and then spring cleaning came around, and you're throwing it out. You never used it, and you don't. You really forgot about it. But here's the thing: I don't forget. I don't. All right, Logan Stenberg, yeah, the guy uh, just gets flagged crap ton. I mean, serious. He has the same numbers as Crosby. Yeah, as Crosby, but he gets flagged a crap ton more. Holding, 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 hold! come on. If he's holding at Kentucky, okay, he's, he's going up against uh, the Alabamas of the world, the LSUs, the Tennessees. Yeah, and he's holding, and he's a left guard, left tackle. Yeah, he he's 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 what I throw out on, on spring cleaning day, okay? He's not good. Maybe, maybe he would sneak into tier two if it wasn't the pick after we drafted a guard. We drafted back-to-back guards for what? I don't know if Stenberg makes the team. I really don't. Maybe a practice squad type of guy. Maybe he makes the team, uh, but I can't see him seeing the field all that much. I just can't. And if someone can, please explain. I'd be more than happy to hear your your reasoning of him seeing the field. But I just, mm, no. But then the pick that really drives me nuts, okay? Now this pick, uh, someone I need help. Check me into a, a facility for Bob Quinn's pick on this one. Jason Huntley, okay, running back, New Mexico State. I mean, someone seriously check me in, please. Please, please. I need help. I mean, why do you need a fourth running back? I mean, seriously. Why? You have Kerryon Johnson. You drafted DeAndre Swift. And you have Bo Scarball. Like, seriously. When you draft your guys, now here's what I would do. I don't know if Bob Quinn does it, but here's what I would do. Okay. I would have my depth chart in front of me. Uh, you know, a rough draft, right? Rough draft. You don't know who's going to start and who's going to do this, but you got an idea. Have it in front of you, and then you draft DeAndre Swift. Okay, he's going to be better than Bo, not as good as Carry On to start out. We're going to put him in second. So now you've got, guess what? Carry On Swift, Bo Scarbo. Okay, that that that's your guy. Okay, that's pretty damn good, especially when Bob Quinn says after the draft he expects Bo Scarborough to be on the team and produce and be you know contribute to this offense. Okay, so if you think that and you think he's pretty good, you're set. Why would you draft why would you draft another one? I don't get it. Can someone please help me out with that? You you could have drafted a linebacker, you could have got another defensive end. Uh, an interior defensive lineman. You could have got a safety. You could have got another corner. But you went with a running back. I understand. Kerryon Johnson has some injury issues. He's might He might be injury prone. I understand that. But that's why you have Swift. That's why you like Bo Scarbo. What am I missing? Why do we need four running backs? Huntley's not going to make this team. Maybe, maybe he'll be on special teams. Maybe. But I don't like this pick at all. This is the head scratcher of eternity. It really is. I don't get this pick at all. And it, it actually it actually grinds my gears a little bit. Okay, I don't I don't like this pick. But there you have it. All the picks ranked, all the nine picks ranked, um, tier one, Okuda Swift, uh, Okora, Penasai, tier two, Jonah Jackson, Deshaun Cornell, and Quintez Cephas, and in tier three, Logan Stenberg and Jason Huntley. So there you have it. That's what I think on the picks, okay? I love some, like some, hate some. Tier 1 love, Tier 2 like, Tier 3 hate. I mean, take your pick. Now, Quinn, like I said, made some mistakes. You don't pick back-to-back guards. You, you just don't. You could have used that Stenberg pick on helping the de- the defense out again. Edge rusher, interior D-line, or linebacker. Okay? Two running backs, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. He likes Bo. So now you got four on the roster. Don't like that. Um, So I, I guess what a lot of people are talking about before I get to my grade. Okay. Before I get to my grade. A lot of people are talking about the disappointment of the draft of not moving down, still landing Jeff Okuda. And Bob Quinn's response was we there was no offers for us to evaluate. Okay. I don't care. Make the offer. Make interest for that pick. Do your job. You're a general manager. Do your job. Like, you came from the New England Patriots. Their motto is do your job. Bob, do your job. You want to establish that Patriots culture in Detroit, right? Hey, guess what the Patriots slogan is? Do your job. So you want to bring that slogan to Detroit. Do your job. Hey, Bob, it starts at the top. Do your job. I mean, come on. Bob Quinn's job is, I want to draft Jeff Okuda. I can do it at five. I can do it at seven. I can do it at nine. Here we go. Let's call. Hey, Dolphins. Want the number three pick? You're not drafting Tua? Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's how the conversation went. The Dolphins called Bob Quinn. Hey, Bob. You looking at a quarterback? No, I told you in the offseason. I'm not trading Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's our guy 110%. Oh, okay. Miami ain't worried. You just said you're 100%, 110% in on Matthew Stafford. You signed a backup quarterback the $4 million. They ain't drafting a quarterback. Miami ain't worried. Because Miami's going to get to decide whether they want Tua or Herbert. And the Chargers are shitting pretty because they can take either one. I mean... When the rumors came out that the Lions and Bob Quinn were going to trade Matthew Stafford, Bob Quinn could have picked up the phone, said, Hey, Matt, we aren't trading you, okay? But I've got to let this rumor kind of go around so we can trade the number three pick and still get the guy we want. Just saying, we aren't drafting a quarterback, But that's got to stay between us. Maybe call Martha. Tell her that too. Make sure she's informed. Right? I mean, you don't have to shoot that down like they did. Right? You don't. But Bob Quinn immediately got out to the media. Five seconds after that report came out. Yeah, when I trading Matt Stafford, he's our quarterback, 110%. You go to the offseason, and you sign a backup quarterback, Chase Daniel, for $4 million. Please tell me what sense that makes. You could have let it boil. Contact Stafford. Contact Martha Ford. We've got to keep it quiet. Boom, bang. Let the rumors go. And then Miami calls on draft day. Oh my god, they might take Tua. Let's jump on it. Let's give them, let's give them five and twenty-six. Yeah, I don't care if it was 26. Give them, give the Lions five and let's move back to the third round or the second round. Look at that second round. If you had two picks in that second round, ooh boy. Ooh boy, you could have got Swift and another edge rusher before you got Okora. Now you have two edge rushers. Two premier edge rushers. You have two edge rushers because a lot of them fell into that second round. Oh, what it would oh, what it would have been if you had two picks in the second round. Ooh. 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 It would have been, it would have been um heaven almost. It would have been pick central. Lions Twitter would have been, ooh, it would have been all tingly. Would have been nice. But it didn't happen. Because Bob Quinn doesn't know how to do his job. He doesn't know how to do his job. Now, like I said, he drafted okay, and I'll give you my grade in a minute. But the grade could have been an A+, and it's not even an A, or an A-, because he didn't do his job. You you know, you only get an A+, if you do your job perfectly, right? You only get an A+, on your test, if you do your job pretty much perfectly. Bob Quinn didn't do his job perfectly. And he didn't even do the extra credit. At that point, this was the extra credit, right? They could have gotten an A-plus without trading the the third pick. But he didn't do the extra credit, and the extra credit wins Super Bowls. So he didn't do his job. He didn't sell that they were taking a quarterback. Now, I know some people are saying, well, he could have just drafted two anyways. And then called Miami and said, oh, yeah, I took a quarterback. Give me five for him. Yeah, but what if Miami says no? And then what if the Chargers say no when you call them? Now you're stuck with a pick you really don't want. So I don't necessarily uh, buy the whole, "haha, yeah, I got him. Now what are you going to do for him? No, I don't believe that. I don't. Because at that point, you you only draft a guy that you're willing to take on to your team. You only take a guy, even if you intend to trade him, you would be okay with having him. You want him on your team, uh, but but you're willing to give him up if the price is right. It, in my opinion, I didn't want Tua. Okay, I just didn't. And I wouldn't have drafted him and say, ha ha, believe me now. But I would have sold that I was taking a quarterback uh, up until I'm on the clock, pretty much. Because I wanted to wait, see if the Redskins traded the number two pick, in case Chase Young fell. Chase Young didn't fall. Okay, Miami, let's do the deal. Let's dance. And then bingo, bango. You've got a trade. Got two picks in the second round. Maybe two, maybe three picks in the third round. Who knows? But man, it would have been nice to have two picks in that second round. Ooh, yes. It would have been so nice to have two picks in that second round. So Bob Quinn didn't get an A. A plus, A minus for me. It's time for the grade. It's time for the grade. I wish I could give you a drum roll. I can't. But the grade I give Bob Quinn is a B. All right? It's It's a straight up B. Not B plus, not a B minus. It's a B. All right? I like four picks. I love four picks. I like three. That's seven out of nine. Okay? Seven out of nine. He nailed the hammer on. I give him a B. I think a lot of these guys are good. Can produce right away. Would have liked them to trade down. That's disappointing. That put me at about an A-plus, A-minus type of deal. And then, you know, two picks I'd throw out on spring cleaning day. Dumps you down to a B. Because you can't draft those type of guys. You can't. This team went... This team had three wins last year. Now they're playing a 17-game schedule. Hmm. I'm not going to give out an early prediction because, you know, the season's too far away. But... um yeah, I give them a B. All right, I give them a B. So uh, coming up, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up, we're going to talk about free agents the Lions can go get uh, to fill some holes and be successful. They have the second most cap space in the league. Let's talk about what they can do with that when we come back. All right, welcome back. Um, Yep, I had to take a little quick break, and now we're back. Free agency. For the Lions, what could it look like? All right. They have the second most cap space in the NFL with $29 million. And I say spend it. All right. I say spend it. There's no need uh, uh, to keep this money just sitting there. Oh, yeah. Go into the season with $29 million in cap space. No point in doing that. All right. No point in doing that. All right. We've got to win now. All right, we're in win-now mode. I think Bob Quinn knows it. His job, you know, his job's on the line. Matt Patricia, his job is on the line. They're coaching and building this team for their jobs, essentially. Okay, this season has to work out. It's, it's, it's win-now mode, so spend it now to win now. All right? Scared money don't make money. Okay, we, we've heard that saying. Scared money don't make money. Go spend it. Improve this team. Okay. So the Lions do have some options. Okay. They do have some options at uh, free agency. Uh, I'm looking at defense here. I don't think this offense really needs a lot of work. Okay. I think, you know, they address the offensive line a little bit. Maybe, just maybe you go get a, a guard or another tackle. Um, but, you know, maybe you grab a tight end in free agency, but we did with an undrafted free agency, Hunter Bryant from Washington. I really like the kid, actually. Undrafted free agent, Hunter Bryant, tight end from Washington. I think he could be a good backup from T.J. Hawkinson um, or, or maybe not even on the field type of guy. And then I think the wide receivers are pretty set. So addressing the defense, what could we do with 29 million? That's the second most cap space in the entire league. Well, let me just throw a name out here, okay? And I'm sure everyone's going to know who this is. Jadavian Clowney. Jadavia Clowney. Why not go get Clowney? Why not? You've got $29 million. Throw two two for 18 at him. Yeah. Now we're talking about that defensive line. Now we really are. Jadavian Clowney, okay? Jadavian Clowney. Jadavian Clowney, let's go. You've got $29 million. Go talk to the guy. Just just get in a meeting with his agent. Call his agent up and be like, hey, what's it going to take for him to come to Detroit? Are we on his list? Do we have a chance? How much money? Get into negotiations with him and, or his agent. Not saying give him $29 million. No, it's not what I'm saying. But go see what this is going to take. Test the waters. You want to be elite. You want to win now. You have to get these elite players. Clowney is an elite player on any defense that he's going to be in. He was a force with the Texans. He'll be a force anywhere you put him. Test the waters. Go see what it's going to take to get this guy here. Don't go absurd with it. Uh, Let's go test these waters. Let's call him up. Call his agent. How many years is he looking for? How much money is he looking for? Find these things out. Test those waters. Some other people. We can look at Logan Ryan. He's a cornerback. Lions have already, uh, you know, a lot of people are already talking about going to get him. Uh, Marcus Golden, an outside linebacker. Um, Evanson Griffin, defensive end. Tony Jefferson, safety. And uh, Darquez Denard, a cornerback. You know, those are just some names. Uh, we, you know, the Lions can look at, uh, but I'm high on Jadavian Clowney. We got $29 million, the second most cap space in the NFL. Why not? Right? I mean, I'm not in Looney land here, am I? I don't think I am. Like, this is a guy who was, what, drafted first overall in, what, 2014? You know, he'd been in the league a little bit. But, I mean... we know what he can do. So what's the fear? What's the fear? He's a me guy, like every other kid on this team. Every other player on this team's a me guy. What's wrong with Jadavian Clowney? Nothing. Nothing is wrong with Jadavian Clowney. So let's go get him. Uh, Let's go. Let's go. You've got $29 million in cap space, second most cap space in the league. Let's go spend it. Let's go throw $18 million at the guy, have ha- have a top five pass rush in the league, and be in a good spot. Just a thought. Take notes, Bobby. Ah, uh, yes, you hear that sound. You know what we're doing here. Winners and losers of the NFL Draft. Let's start with some winners. Two is a winner. It is Matt LaFleur. Yes, Matt LaFleur. Uh, the Green Bay Backers head coach is a winner of this year's 2020 NFL Draft. Why? Because he's getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't like him. And he's pushing him out the door. You know you can't just, just trade him away. You know you can't just say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna release you. But you're pushing him out the best way you know how. So Matt LaFleur, he's a winner. He doesn't want Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't want to be... He wants to create his own dynasty. And Jordan Love has... Giving him that chance, Matt Lafleur is a winner. All right, Ravens and Vikings. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jam that into two. Ravens and Vikings drafted uh, unreal. Okay, they drafted unreal. They spectacular draft. Spectacular draft. Uh, from top to bottom, I give gave those picks the highest grade. Okay, I had a green, yellow. They had the most green. Okay, Vikings had a crap ton of picks. Most picks in the league. Most picks of the draft, they did great with both of them. Uh, you look at the Ravens draft, just the guys that fell to them. Ooh, yeah, I, I like the Ravens to be competing in the AFC Championship again, and I like the Vikings to win the NFC North right now. Uh, at four, another uh, another winner of this year's draft, the uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, Cliff Kingsbury, his house. Okay, everyone just saw his house, his pad. What a house. Well, I mean, just $4.5 million for that thing. He's got a lot of money, a lot of dough, and he, he just hit it out of the park, in my opinion. And he had a very good draft. Isaiah Simmons, he's got, you know, one of the, he's probably got the most versatile player in the draft. I like what he did there, okay? The Panthers. Also a winner, Matt Rule, building that defense up. They were one of the worst defenses in the league last year. He's improved that offense. He improved that defense. Watch out. Uh, Cowboys, mostly Jerry Jones. I mean, uh, what a guy. He's got a crap ton of money. He's on his yacht, making his picks. I mean, the, the guy's got a ton of dough. And he had a pretty good draft. Okay? You know, C.D. Lamb fell to him. Woohoo! Watch out for that Cowboy offense. still don't like that bit. Um, And then the last but not least, the 49ers with their couple picks. You were in the Super Bowl last year, and you just, whoo, Those first couple picks were home runs, in my opinion. Let's talk losers. The Bears. You drafted a tight end in the uh, with your first pick. Your first pick was in the second round. You drafted a tight end, and that tight end wasn't even close to being the best tight end in the draft. I hate it. And the Bears... Didn't really hit a home run at all uh, uh, with any of their picks. I don't like it. Uh, number two, the second most losers of the draft is girlfriend. You saw C.D. Lamb's girlfriend. C.D. Lamb snagged the phone from her right away. And Isaiah Wilson, um, his girlfriend got tossed out of the chair by his mom. So losers of the weekend, girlfriends. Texans, all right, Bill O'Brien got shafted by the Lions. That was just hilarious to see him freak out, and I don't think they hit a home run with any of their picks. Another loser, Jake Fromm of Georgia. Jake Fromm is another loser in the draft. He fell really, really far, and now he's got to go to Buffalo and compete with Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen just took the Bills to the playoffs. going to be tough to beat him out, especially early. Jake Fromm could have gone somewhere, uh, uh, you know, a worse quarterback situation. I would like to see him fall in Jacksonville and compete. I think Jake Lawton, uh, who ended up going there, is going to be able to compete right away in Jacksonville. And then, number five, Aaron Rodgers on the flip side of Matt LaFleur. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a loser in this draft because, hey, okay, he, I mean, let's talk. <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys, seriously. Matt LaFleur is a winner. Aaron Rodgers is a loser. He's getting shoved out of Green Bay. It's just not a great fit for Aaron Rodgers anymore. Wouldn't be surprised. If he demands a trade. All right, I've got a theory um, and it has to do with uh, the New England Patriots. All right, and, and that theory is the dynasty is over. It is finally over. And I know if you saw uh, when they lost to the Chiefs, if you, if you go back on my Twitter account, after they lost to the Chiefs, I said the dynasty isn't over. Uh, it just isn't over. But that's when I thought Tom Brady was going to return to New England. Now that Tom's gone, and I've you know, seeing what Bill Belichick is doing here, it's over. The dynasty's over. Bill Belichick wants to rebuild again. You know, he's gonna make it fast. He's not gonna sit here for, you know, five, six years and rebuild. He's he's more like, let's we're at the top right now. Let's go to the bottom, get the number one pick, and go back up to the top real fast. He's about to build his team through free agency. Then they win. He retires, doesn't care. You know, Rob Kraft then's gonna bring the team uh, somewhat back to the bottom, build it up, uh, and I have another dynasty. But the Patriots dynasty with Bill Belichick is over. I know a lot of people, and it, it, somewhat of me, uh, believe in Bill Belichick. Uh, I like Bill; think he's a great coach. But players just don't want to play for him, anyways. I'm sorry, anymore. They just don't. Look, when you have the greatest player of all time, greatest player of all time, greatest quarterback of all time, leave, it has something to do with the coach. Look, it does. And then Gronk retires because he doesn't want to play for Bill. It wasn't a football problem. It was a Bill problem. He didn't want to play for Bill Belichick anymore. And he wasn't going anywhere without Tom Brady, right? So he didn't want to play for Bill. So he said, I'm done. Oh, Tom, you're not playing with Bill anymore? Let's go play. They don't like Bill Belichick anymore. Players, veterans, aren't going to go play for Bill. People are done with Bill. The culture in New England, it's very demanding, very harsh. All right? To do your job. You know, it's very demanding. It just veterans aren't going to want to do this anymore. It's over. It's done. Bill's got to go. You got to bring in a coach that's going to relax the culture a little bit more. Teams are going to... But you're in Foxboro, Massachusetts. If the GOAT doesn't want to play with you in Massachusetts, who's going to want to go to Foxboro, Massachusetts and play? Who's going to go? Bill has one shot at this. Here's the thing. If they... If they Go into the season and become relevant. Maybe win your division. Maybe. I don't think you will. I think the Bills are going to win the division. The Dolphins are getting better. Uh, but if if the Patriots go win the division, maybe win a wild card game, maybe Bills got a chance to save. But if they miss the postseason, yeah. If they miss the postseason, regardless of if that's what Bill Belichick wants, if they miss the postseason... Free agents aren't gonna want to go there. Who's gonna want to go there when they? It appears they're going down. Who's gonna want to go spend eight games in Foxborough? Another one in in the New York with the Giants. Another one in Buffalo. That's nine games. Who's gonna want to do that? Not me. <laughs> That's for sure. I ain't playing in that. Uh, so I believe the dynasty is over. Right? Like I said, I yep. I still get Bill has his ways, but I think it's over. And like I said, I don't think you're winning the division. You've got Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer as your quarterbacks heading into this season. Stidham maybe has a chance. Hoyer, yeah, he's been around. You signed Brian Lewerke and Jamar Smith. Bill, it's over. We saw you drafted. You drafted a punter before a wide receiver. Bill, what are you doing? I'm not saying I don't trust Bill. If I'm a Patriots fan, I do. If I was a Patriots fan. Uh, But look, it's over. It's clearly over. Bill is not. And I'm sure this would be a total Bill Belichick Patriots thing to do is come out, win the division, go like 12 and five. And because there are 17 games, go 12 and five and win the division and go to the uh, AFC championship game. I know that'd be so Bill, but I just don't see it. I see the, I see a lot of AFC teams getting way better. And I see the Patriots getting worse. You cannot tell me the Patriots got better. From the from, from the day they lost to Kansas City to now, that team got a hell of a lot worse. Hell of a lot worse. You lost Brady. You, you, don't ha- you still have the same amount of weapons as you did when that season ended, and people complained. You complained, Tom Brady complained. They don't have weapons. We don't have weapons. I have no one to throw the ball to. That didn't get addressed in the draft. So it it seems like Bill is trying to lose. And even if that's his goal, the dynasty is over. Tell me I'm wrong. The dynasty is over. And and you cannot tell me I'm wrong. I just laid out the facts for you. I did. And if you think the team got better, I'd like, like you to show me that evidence. Because I don't see it. I understand uh, Patriots fans can't be mad about Gronk getting traded because it wasn't like Gronk was going to play for you anyways. I get that. You won that trade. You, The Patriots won the Gronk trade. But here's the thing. Here's the bigger picture. He didn't want to play for Bill anymore. He was willing to play, just not for Bill. And maybe arguably uh, the best tight end in the league over the last 10 years doesn't want to play for Patriots, doesn't want to play for Bill Belichick, uh, these these agents, these players in the league, us fans see it. Oh, he just he just wanted to trade. He he just wants to play with Tom. That's it. Uh, these other players in the league, they're gonna go to Tom. They're gonna go to Gronk. Why didn't you just play in New England? Bill didn't want to play for Bill. Didn't want to play in that culture anymore. That's the answer they're gonna get. And the Patriots stop. The Patriots are no longer the destination for the best players in the league. The Patriots dynasty is over. It's no longer the place p- players want to go. It, it, it. I'm sorry. It's just. A, it's just a fact. The dynasty's over in New England. The team's going down. Not saying they're going to be there forever. They're going down. That dynasty. It's over. Could the dynasty continue without uh, uh Tom Brady and without Gronk? It could have, but Bill and Robert Kraft aren't making the moves to continue the dynasty. In my opinion, the, uh, the Patriots didn't have a good draft. No, it wasn't because they selected a Division II player with their first pick. That ain't why. But here's the thing. They didn't have a good draft. They just didn't. Could have. Could have. Really could have. All right, we're going to take another quick break. Coming up, big problems ahead in Green Bay. And then we're going to wrap it up with the biggest deals of the draft. We'll be right back. You're listening to Crunch Time with Jacob Cox. All righty, as you can see, we're going a little bit longer than usual today, especially with two topics left. But um, I'll try to shorten this. This one up for you guys in case you're you're about ready to move on with your Monday. Um, but here we go. Big problem in Green Bay. Okay, there's a big problem. Maybe not right now. Maybe not today. But it, the problems are ahead in uh, the cheese head nation. Okay. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Matt LaFleur drafted Jordan Love in the first round of the NFL draft. He actually traded up. He traded up to get Jordan Love. <laughs> that tells you he really wanted a quarterback. We've already heard reports that he loves Jordan Love. Ha <laughs> ha. Um no wide receivers were selected, which means no weapons were added for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers, the way I see it, he's gonna want out. Why would he want to to stay? Right? Uh disrespect. Um, is kind of the word going around Matt LaFleur. The Green Bay Packers are disrespecting Aaron Rodgers. Okay. It's a great move in my opinion. If I'm the general manager, yeah, I'm taking a quarterback. Maybe I'm not taking Jordan Love. Maybe I'm not taking one in the first round, uh, but I'm taking a quarterback and I'm looking at that quarterback to be the guy. Maybe I'm taking a wide receiver there in the first round or an offensive lineman. Uh, And then, you know, I'm trading up in the second round to grab a quarterback. Maybe that's what I'm doing, depending on how the draft's going. I I would have drafted a quarterback. I like the narrative. I like what Matt LaFleur did. So if I'm a GM, I love it. But for Aaron and Green Bay, hoo-hoo-hoo. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Things are about to get spicy. Things are going to get spicy in in Green Bay. Because there were rumors last year uh, that... There were problems between Matt LaFleur and Rodgers. They didn't get along. And they both played it off. <laughs> if there wasn't problems, then there is going to be now. 100%. Okay? That team was one game away from the Super Bowl. And a lot of people are like, that. that they were one way away from the Super Bowl, and this is what they did. I, I, I. Look, should they have drafted wide receivers? Yeah, they should have got weapons because Jordan Love needs weapons anyways. So, at that part, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has point. You need weapons. No matter who the quarterback is, you need weapons. But this is a great move if you're Matt LaFleur, if you're the ownership, if you're the GM. You Potentially, potentially, potentially have your quarterback at the future. You know, Aaron Rodgers did this to Brett Favre. Maybe it's love doing this to Aaron Rodgers. The Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers in the first round. Uh, you know, a couple, you know, well, Brett Favre was still in uniform. And then Rodgers took over. Guess what? Rodgers are still in uniform. They draft Jordan Love. A couple years from now, maybe Jordan Love's taking over the Green Bay Packers. I don't know. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna like him. He's gonna demand a trade, demand a release, something. I don't uh, I think I think I heard he's got what four more years left on his contract in Green Bay. I think it's four. He ain't going to be there 4 years. He's going to demand a trade. He's not going to be there. And if you think he is, let's talk. Please. I don't see what would make you think that. I don't at all. He's got no weapons. So unless this team's about to make some crazy trades, they ain't winning the division. I already said the Vikings are winning the NFC North. So yeah, you, the Bears had the worst draft I've ever... Ugh, the Bears are terrible. Um, so, you know, count the Bears out. Maybe they got Nick Foles. Who knows? But count the Bears out. It's Between the Packers and Lions. And as much as hope... As much as I have hope for the Lions, you know they're not going to do it. So the Packers come in second. The NFC West is taking a wild card team. That's one. Maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe if the Rams turn it around and get the Rams and Seahawks. If the Eagles become somewhat relevant, the Cowboys become somewhat relevant. Okay. I mean, I don't see the Packers fall off like I think they could. <laughs> you know, we could have one of the worst divisions in football as Lions fans. Now, obviously, the Lions wouldn't be good in the division, uh, but I think the Packers are going to fall apart here. I really do. I think this is going to be a major problem. They have no weapons. How's this offense going to move the ball? Run, 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 run. And Aaron Rodgers is 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 one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Okay, he really is. And I'm not I'm not saying Aaron isn't, but Aaron's gonna want out. He really is. And if I was you know, I, I don't know who's gonna come get him. Uh you know kind of depends where everyone's at right now. It would be something if Bill Belichick. I know I just got off the off the a uh, segment of Bill Belichick and the Patriots, but it'd be something if Bill Belichick traded for Aaron Rodgers. You know, just can can we imagine that for a minute? I mean, let's just imagine Aaron Rodgers. You know, let's start over. The Packers, right? The Packers, they draft another quarterback. You know, franchise quarterback uh, Aaron Rodgers, not happy, demands a trade. Bill Belichick comes calling. And just when I thought Bill Belichick was done, the dynasty's over, it's gonna continue because he trades the future, which, like I said, Bill probably doesn't care about the future anyways. He's not gonna be that much longer. Bill doesn't care about the future. Trades a lot away to win now. He gets Aaron Rodgers. And next thing you know, the Patriots win the division. You know, now we're just talking... Uh, about the possibilities if the Patriots do, you know, trade for Aaron Rodgers. And and that all comes down to Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, saying, hey, get me out of Green Bay, which I believe he's eventually going to say those words. He's got to. He'll eventually say those words. Uh, But when is kind of the key there. It is. All right. Last topic of the day. Uh, last segment of the day before I let you go, um, biggest steals of the 2020 NFL draft. All right. Biggest steals in the draft. Um, every pick I've got as a steal came in the sixth or seventh round. I've got two in the sixth and three in the seventh. Now these are guys that I really like. These are guys that I think have potential to be extremely good talent in this league pro bowl type of guys like i said i've got a lions guy on the list john penesai all right the defensive lineman from utah the lions got him in the sixth round i really like him like i said i really like utah guys i really like the utah defense he's a guy that i think could be a steal in the draft number two steal i got james proche the wide receiver from smu he went to the baltimore ravens in the sixth round I like him a lot. All right, he led the FBS, and I think uh, receptions or receiving yards. SMU took big strides last season. He was a big part of that offense. Rhett Lashley, offensive coordinator. Shane Bouchelle, the quarterback. I like this pick. And this is why I also had the Ravens as a winner in the draft. At number three, KJ Hill, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Got drafted uh, drafted by the uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers in the seventh round. I'm surprised he fell this far. Ohio State wide receivers fell in this draft. K.J. Hill could make an immediate impact in that Charger offense. Uh, At number four, I have five steals, by the way. Four, I've got Nate Stanley, quarterback from Iowa. Went to the Vikings in the seventh round. I understand they got Kirk Cousins for now. But if Kirk starts throwing interceptions... Nate Stanley's going to turn some heads I think at the can, at the training camp. Nate Stanley's going to be the number 2 guy. To start the season next year, Nate Stanley is the backup quarterback. You know, he's a second string quarterback. But here's the thing. Nate Stanley not extremely mobile, uh but Nate Stanley doesn't turn the ball over. Nate Stanley doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't. That's not what he does. He throws touchdowns and he, he, he He's he just nickels and dimes his way down the field. And with Dalvin Cook, they're able to run the football. Nate Stanley. uh, Nate Stanley can get the job done. Look, Iowa doesn't score a crap ton of points. Iowa has a good offensive line, can run the football. If you can do that for Nate Stanley, which a lot of NFL teams can do, Nate Stanley has a chance to be a pretty darn good quarterback. Nate Stanley could make it as a starter in this league. Not someone who's going to win you, you know, he's not going to be a franchise. um, He's not going to win you five, six, seven Super Bowls. But this is a guy who would get you to playoffs every single year. This guy is going to get you to a Super Bowl once every four. This guy could get you a ring once every five, six, seven, eight years. I think Nate Stanley's got it. I might be wrong. Might be wrong. And I know a lot of people are like, dude, Nate Stanley, you got to be kidding me. Look at Iowa. You know, we talk about Iowa, people that go into Ginnick in November, they lose. Top-ranked teams lose, right? Because Iowa, they just beat you. Their crowd, the defense, their offense. Remember how many points got put up against Ohio State in Iowa? Yeah, Nate Stanley. Nate Stanley is, you know, holding uh, records at Iowa. Or he's second in those records. Talk about Iowa. Talk about the history of Iowa. Quarterbacks at Iowa. The offense at Iowa. Nate Stanley's at the top of those records. He's going to do good in the league. And the last last guy I got is another Iowa guy. Defensive back Geno Stone. The Ravens drafted him in the seventh round. Another reason the Ravens had a really good draft. I think Geno Stone has got a chance to be a really good player in the NFL. I like the pick for the Ravens in, you know, it's another reason I had them in the winner category of winners of the NFL draft. Uh, all right. That is all I got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of crunch time. And I hope as always, I hope you come back for episode number 15. Um, if you're not following uh, the podcast on Twitter, please do so go on Twitter. Type in CrunchTimeJC, all one, all one, at CrunchTimeJC, and turn on those tweet notifications to get live up-to-minute updates on Detroit sports or national news in the sports world. Um, new articles that I post that I write will come out on there as well. You'll get to you know when a new podcast pops up right on there um, as soon as possible, too. Um, and you can follow me uh, personally on Twitter, at Jacob Cox underscore 24. I throw a lot of uh uh ideas and opinions out um all the time on Twitter so you can check that out i also post my articles and podcast links there too all right hope you had a great day thank you for listening i really appreciate it as always join us for episode number fifteen i'm jacob Cox until next time take care hey!